0: The Denver Broncos' playoff chances took a massive hit after Week 15, not only regarding the loss that they had on Saturday, but some other matchups that happened in the AFC on Sunday didn't help them in their favor. Now they're going to have their work cut out for them with three weeks left on the season. AFC conference games ahead. We'll break it all down and what it means for the Broncos here on today's brand-new installment of GMB. Good morning, Broncos Country. Welcome into a freshly brewed installment of Good Morning. Broncos here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Mile High Sports is every team every day. So make sure that hey, you tap in every single day, every weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock AM mountain time here. So you never miss out. Also, make sure you check out Milehighsports.com every single day for all the up-to-date information, columns, and more that you're going to get on your favorite Colorado sports teams. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter here for Mile High Sports. And unfortunately, Not a great start to the week here if you are a member of Broncos country. There was a a lot of optimism prior to Saturday's game where the Broncos took on the Detroit Lions. That optimism was short lived. And unfortunately, Denver, they just got mollywopped by the Lions. Dan Campbell, Jameer Gibbs, Jared Goff. I mean, they just figured that they were going to bring the heat and they were going to run all over the Denver Broncos. They did en route to the Broncos, losing 42 to 17 in disappointing fashion on Saturday night in primetime. Obviously, for that, that puts the Broncos at a 7 and 7 record. And it kind of puts them in a situation where, you know, even if they win these next three games, that's going to be the key, right? They can't, they have no more room to, to make a mistake. They have no more room for another loss on the season. One more loss will more than likely drive a dagger through the heart of their playoff ambitions, despite the fact that early on in the season, they started off one to five. The run that they've made has been incredible. You can argue the optics of whether or not this season has been successful or not. I think Denver's taking steps in the right direction personally, but at seven and seven, three games left. Denver could finish the season ten and seven, and that still might not get them a shot in the postseason. You're going to have to have some help from some other NFL teams. So we'll recap a little bit of Saturday's disappointing game. Where did things go wrong? And then we can maybe take a look at the outlook for the remainder here of these final three games, or even what's at stake here in these next, you know, week, next two weeks here for this Broncos team. Now, obviously, we mentioned it: Denver losing forty-two to seventeen on the road. Uh, just a game where Denver defensively, my goodness, they just got gashed. They had no answer, which is weird because they they did a really good job starting the game. I mean, their the Lions' first three possessions, Denver forced them to punt three times. One of those, Detroit took one of the Broncos' you know, possessions and ran it almost all the way back for a touchdown. Denver bounced them out of field goal range, and then things just got away from them after that third uh, defensive possession there. The Lions, I mean, golly, let's talk about this, okay? They had, overall, a multitude of possessions in this football game here. We mentioned the first three here. Punt, punt, punt. Here's how the Lions finished the game in just, just dramatic fashion. Like This was disappointing. It was ugly. It was embarrassing. But their next ensuing drives for the remainder of the game went touchdown, 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 touchdown. touchdown. Five straight touchdown drives for the Lions, a punt in the fourth quarter, and then one more touchdown drives. So they they had three punts to start off the game, four punts overall in this game for the Lions. But you look at the amount of touchdowns that they had, they're unbelievable. Uh, that's just disappointing. It was embarrassing. Jared Goff looked like the second coming of Tom Brady sitting in the pocket. I mean, 24 of 34 passing, 278 yards, and Five touchdowns. I mean, he just carved up the Broncos, not only vertically, but he, he, he carved them up in the intermediate, which for me, when you look at the influx, you look at Denver's offense, gosh, they they have no intermediate passing game, and it is the most mind-boggling. It is the most frustrating thing that I've seen because even on Sunday, I spent my time watching all the games outside of the Carolina-Atlanta Falcons game. A good portion of the NFL, they have an intermediate passing game where they attack the middle of the field. They attack it. At 13 to 14 yards. I don't know. And may, and maybe this is part of it. Maybe it's because Russell Wilson obviously isn't the tallest quarterback, but my goodness, Denver's passing game is so elementary right now. It's either they're going to take the home run shot. They're going to try to take a deep shot downfield, or they're going to attack the ball behind the line of scrimmage in the flat and hope they get yards after the catch. We don't see a consistent route tree where there's slants drags, even hitches and curls. Denver has no dynamic in their passing game to that. And, and look, that's not me taking any shots at Russell Wilson. I think for what Russ has done this season has been pretty impressive, but there's obviously some limitations for what Denver has offensively. And especially when the run game disappears, which it did in dramatic fashion. I mean, Denver could not run the ball at all here against the Detroit Lions. They finished the night with 83 yards on the ground, but Javante Williams couldn't run the ball. Well, 12 carries for 27 yards. He averaged 2.3 yards per carry. You had Samaj P. Ryan having the best output six carries for 37 yards. But man, Detroit just absolutely took it to the Denver Broncos, smacked them in the mouth and Denver never recovered. And really, I think one play, one series in particular was the momentum, the snowball effect that really kind of set things back here for Denver. Denver's first offensive drive. They do a really good job. They marched downfield. Jerry Judy, first play of the game, 40 plus yards on a catch and run. Denver's in business, and then Russell Wilson gets strip-sacked when he's doing the naked boot action. He does the playoff fake, corner blitz is free, Russ doesn't protect the football, gets knocked out of his hands, picked up by a big guy who almost runs it all the way back for a touchdown. And the ironic thing about that is that Detroit didn't score on that drive. Denver's defense bumped him out of field goal range. DJ Jones got a sack on Jared Goff. But what is mind-boggling to me and what is so frustrating is that was the one play where, okay, something negative happened, From that point forward, Denver could never recover. Momentum-wise, the Detroit Lions said, you know what, we're going to send pressure after them all night long. Defensive coordinator for Detroit, Aaron Glenn, did a fantastic job. Sent pressure through the middle, sent it from the slot, sent it from Russell Wilson's blind side, from the field, not the boundary. They would send a nickel blitz from the field side, and Russ would get hit. He got sacked two times, and obviously got hit eight or nine times in this game. It was just an ugly operation for Denver. From start to finish. And look, there was obviously some questionable calls from the officiating standpoint. I had a lot of Lions fans saying, hey, like, you know, I'm a Lions fan here, but Denver got hosed by officiating here in this game. It wouldn't have changed the outcome. Denver got their ass kicked, plain and simple. Guys in the locker room would even tell you that. Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, they would even say, we got our ass kicked. And Alex Singleton even said, he said, we sucked, like plain and simple. But, you know, you can't dwell on it. Denver, for where they're at, they've won six of their last eight games. Like that, what they've done from the one and five turnaround has been so impressive. I think the biggest frustrating thing here for Broncos fans is just Denver had opportunities against the Houston Texans. They had opportunities. This was a big game for them, and it just didn't seem like they came into this game prepared and ready to play. And they never could recover from getting smacked in the mouth. And obviously, as we've seen, the NFL is a week to week business. Look, the Buffalo Bills wally molly wopped. The the, buff, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who've been on a little bit of a tear themselves here. So the NFL is always week to week. But this was a week that you expected the Broncos to show up. They didn't do it. It was a disappointing outcome. And unfortunately, it led to a lot of uh, big plays. I mean, Denver's defense, this was their worst defensive performance that they've had since that. Miami game, Um, I think dating back obviously to week three, you can make an argument about week four against Chicago. Denver couldn't generate a turnover. They couldn't generate any pressure on Jared Goff, and he carved them up. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, got him all the way across the field several times for seven catches, a buck 12, but really it was the two-headed rushing attack led by Jameer Gibbs, who finished with 11 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown, and David Montgomery, 17 carries for 85 yards. They ran all over the Broncos' defense. They got to the outside edge. They got inside the C-gap. They got really outside wide. We can even say the D-gap at times, and the alley, we call it the E-alley. They they just got it, and they're so explosive and physical, and Denver didn't tackle well. Denver had a very poor night tackling disappointing they dropped to seven and seven on the season and unfortunately some of the other results around the NFL and the AFC didn't help the Broncos as well we'll dive deep into that we'll take a look at some matchups going into next week as the Broncos prepare for the New England Patriots you're going to get all that here on today's installment of Good Morning Broncos real quick let me tell you about Superbook Sports the sponsor of today's episode of the show Win a trip to the biggest football game of the year courtesy of Superbook Sports Superbook will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game they will also give you two tickets to the game plus a three-night hotel stay. All you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. Make sure, as always, to check out the MHS Daily, hosted by Kim Becker here on Mile High Sports. You get that in our YouTube Shorts category here on Mile High Sports' YouTube page. Every team, every day here. Uh, We talked about, obviously, the Broncos' disappointing and frustrating loss to the Detroit Lions over the weekend, but around the rest of the NFL, I mean, anything that could go wrong for the Broncos in Saturday and Sunday's slate of games, it certainly did that. Let's go to some of the games around the AFC that Denver needed some teams to lose Uh, Obviously, there was a matchup on Saturday between the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Indianapolis Colts. We'll call that one kind of a wash there uh, because both those teams were above Denver overall in the wild card and even in the playoff hunt there. So, I mean, unless that ended in a tie, I mean, that would have been the best case scenario. It almost did. It was close in a situation, um, I think, for one of the games in the AFC. We'll talk about here in a minute. But obviously, Indy, Molly Wap, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have an inept offense. Denver's offense was very similar to, unfortunately, in Saturday's game. So that one that one game didn't really matter. But to think a game that did matter that we needed to see a little bit of that maybe could have went into a tie was the Cincinnati Bengals and the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, they had a 17-3 lead at one point in this game. They choked it away. The Cincinnati Bengals go down in overtime, kick a game-winning field goal. That one hurts the Broncos a little bit because, obviously, uh, Cincinnati's record, obviously, without Joe Burrow, they lost Jamar Chase in that game. That win hurts the, you know, the Broncos. I mean, if, if Cincinnati would have lost, you know, Denver's loss on Saturday wouldn't have been as bad. And then you get to some of the games as well across Sunday's games. I mean, the Chicago Bears coming off of a win last week against the Detroit Lions. They're taking on the Cleveland Browns, led by Joe Flacco. And the Chicago Bears almost pulled it off. Darnell Moody almost had a Hail Mary caught in his hands, and then he kicked it up into the air and it got intercepted. They lose to Cleveland 20-17. to So Cleveland winning obviously is not ideal for Denver. Denver obviously beat them, so they'd have the tiebreaker, but Cleveland's on a little bit of a tear right now. You were hoping that Cleveland maybe would have lost that game, but really the one game you needed somebody to lose in was the Houston Texans who were without C.J. Stroud. They win in overtime late 19-16 to in a game that almost could have ended in a tie as well, which would have been great news for the Broncos overall. But uh, they found a way to win that's not ideal for their optics and where they're at. And it kind of sets up some very interesting dynamics here in these final three weeks. Denver's going to have to win out. They can't afford to lose a game. They lose one game. They're going to be done in the postseason conversation. Denver has to win all three. And then they have to get a little bit of help there. Uh, from some of these other teams in the next three weeks. But Buffalo, I mean, the the Broncos needed the Buffalo Bills to lose. They got Molly, uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys obviously got Molly Watt by Buffalo 31 to 10. So that didn't work out in their favor as well. So now let's take a look. What does week 16's games tell us here? Well, Here's what we need to keep an eye on here. Obviously, the Bengals are going to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's where, you know, you, you got to hope that Pittsburgh continues to lose games. At this point, maybe you need to hope that Cincinnati uh, wins this game. Unfortunately, for the Broncos, the Buffalo Bills, who are on a little bit of a tear here, especially after the dominant performance on Sunday against Dallas. They take on the Los Angeles Chargers, who just fired Tom Telesco, and obviously Brandon Staley coming off of a game where they allowed 63 points to the Las Vegas Raiders. That right there seems like just an easy pencil in for Buffalo to win to go to 9-6, and so that doesn't help the Broncos. Um, The Falcons and the Colts play. you got to hope that the Falcons can beat the Colts somehow, see how things go there. Um, and then obviously that would give Denver a little bit of an advantage. If they win against the New England Patriots, it would put both teams at an eight and seven record, but I think the game that you, everyone has to kind of look at here. And I think at this point now you have to hope that the Cleveland Browns win this game and that's because they take on the Houston Texans. Now, even if Cleveland wins this game and Denver wins, Houston's got the tiebreaker over Denver. So both teams would have an eight and seven record, which would mean that week 17's game would be big. Uh, overall for both these teams because week 17 the Broncos will then play the Los Angeles Chargers which is a very winnable game for them here in two weeks obviously without Justin Herbert the rest of the way so those are the key games really going on Uh, you know the the Raiders are you know a little bit behind the Broncos right now they have a six and eight record they're going to play the Kansas City Chiefs on Christmas Day and this is one where it looks like the Chiefs will more than likely go to ten and five so Denver's ambitions really of the AFC West probably not going to happen this year. uh but overall Denver's going to have to win. I mean, that that's plain and simple. That's where they're at right here. Three conference games left on the schedule. They got to win all three. That Raiders game in week 18 is not going to be easy at all. If Denver hopes to get to the postseason. So Denver's going to have to win out and hope that they get some help along the way, which asking that in the NFL is very, very tough, especially for some other teams around the league. And, uh, You know just makes makes those games that Denver missed out on like against houston like week two against the commanders week one against the raiders week five against the jets some of those missed opportunities that denver had it comes back to bite you really in the end that's why you got to take care of business in the early parts of the season but denver's run to get out of that one in five hole has been very impressive now they're going to have to pray and hope that they get some help along the way while winning three consecutive games that's what it's going to take to get into the postseason so no guarantees here for the Broncos, but we'll have you covered all week long in the buildup here as we get closer to kickoff. Obviously, Christmas Eve, the New England Patriots come to town led by the Grinch, Bill Belichick, and he's potentially on his way out in New England. They have nothing to play for, so they could play spoils to the Broncos this upcoming week. We'll have you covered here on GMB here on Mile High Sports' YouTube page as well.